ideally what we're going to solve or what we're going to see is, you know what, you think you have proper diversification because you're owning a lot of different stuff, but in reality, you're buying the same thing over and over and over. It's time to retire with confidence. Welcome to Unlocking Your Financial Future with financial advisor Ben Schrock. It's time to get rolling with another mailbag edition of Unlocking Your Financial Future. This podcast talks a lot about retirement planning, all different aspects of it, Social Security, investing, long-term care, many of the different conversations we have definitely come out of the mailbag. That's why I really like this one. We're going to cover a number of different topics today. We got a handful of questions to get to. And if you ever have one, you can send it in to us, bashrock-fg.com is the website. You can contact us there, or you can call Ben's office directly and just ask me your questions to his team at 330-473-1060. So Ben, let's dive right into the mailbag today and start with a question from Steve. He says an online calculator says, I'm going to need, okay, let's make sure we get this right, $742,485 for retirement. How accurate do you think that estimate is? Uh, it's It sounds pretty accurate. I mean, <laughs> I've got the, I'm surprised they left the change off. But yeah, I, gosh, it's going to depend, Steve. You know, a lot of that depends on, you know, other sources of income, you know, Social Security, pension, things of that nature, and then really kind of what you're wanting in retirement. How much income are you needing? Are you wanting? And kind of solving for that gigantic math problem, you know, how much money do I need to get to in order to produce this specific dollar amount? You know, like I, I've mentioned in previous podcasts, our safe distribution rate is right around 4% in our, in our office. That's kind of the number that we're using. So kind of work backwards and say, if I need $40,000 a year for my investments, I need about a million bucks. Okay, perfect. Then we got that close enough to that number. So I wouldn't focus too much on that exact number. I'd want to get relatively close because if you're going to be in the market, that number is going to bounce all over the place. So it's going to depend on, on what you're really needing for that. So I would try to avoid those. Those online calculators are good tools. I don't want to say avoid them, but take it with a grain of salt and, and really work with someone to try to really calculate that true number that that you're actually going to need. And we, like other financial advisors and myself, we have other things that we think about and, and other different source of income that you may not think about that would help you get to that number. All right. Appreciate that, Steve. Our next question comes from Christina. She says, I have almost 150000 sitting in my savings account, and I'm tired of getting virtually no interest on it, but I'm also too scared to invest it right now. Should I just leave it in the bank? Yeah, I mean, that's what we talked about a little bit on the last episode, Christina. We call that the lazy money effect in our office. So again, it's going to depend on what you really need in that emergency fund. So outside of your emergency fund, I don't think you really need anything in, in your checking savings account because it is not getting anything. So even if you are scared at going in the market, no one says that you have to dump it all in at once. You know, you don't have to pull $100,000 and just go right into the market. You can kind of dollar cost average in and buy in um, a set monthly uh, dollar amount per month until that's all exhausted. So a lot of people are skittish with the market right now and, and understandably so. So just take your time, you know, put in a thousand bucks a month, 10,000 a month, whatever that number is until we get down to that point. And that kind of allows us to get baby steps into the market, essentially. At what point do you, or what are you looking for to kind of feel like, okay, we've stabilized a little bit, or do you feel like we're getting close to that point? I do. I mean, I think that, you know, with the market kind of been so volatile for so long, there's a lot of things we're looking at. With things starting to reopen, we're going to kind of see that. Obviously, with, with this being the, a different type of market crash than previous ones, you know, it being driven in the, in the health scare or health crisis. Right. 
I think once we truly have that cure or that vaccine where people can get out and comfortably spend and confidently spend, I think that's the best sign. Or, or And things are looking that way. You know, that was news today, and, and the market performed really well today. So, again, a lot of that's going to depend on, on the cure or vaccine before I think things get completely back to normal. Okay. Thanks for that question, Christina. Uh, our next one comes in from Beverly. She says, I counted up the mutual funds in my IRA, and it appears that I have 33 different funds. Is this adequate diversification? Yeah, that's a lot of different funds. That's a a lot to choose from, Beverly. So I don't know. You know, this is going to be a a really good one because the thing with mutual funds is they buy a lot of different stocks or bonds within that fund itself. So what you want to do is is not panic. So the average person would think, yes, I have thirty three different funds. That's that has to be diversified, right? Because that's spreading it across all the different investments. So. What we do in our office is we're going to take a deeper look at that. And that's what Keith does here for us, for our firm, is we'll do a portfolio x-ray. So we actually take every single mutual fund you own within your 401k and we'll run it through a screener and it's going to tell us every single stock that you own within that. It's also going to tell us how many times that repeats and how many times you overlap and buy the same thing within those 33 mutual funds. So ideally what we're going to solve or what we're going to see is, you know what, you think you have proper diversification because you're owning a lot of different stuff, but in reality you're buying the same thing over and over and over. So we're overlapping and doing that across 33 funds which we might be able to accomplish with four and do it you know, properly, what we call proper conviction within that portfolio, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So that'd be a okay. good good tool for you to use, uh, Beverly, to, to really figure out how diversified you are. Just because you have a lot doesn't mean you are balanced very well. So that question from Beverly, our next one's from Amber. She says, I'm 55 years old and I have about 300,000 saved for retirement, but I feel like I'm really behind where I should be compared to most people I know. Am I in trouble? Yeah, I mean, Amber, it's similar to what I said to Steve earlier about that right number. No, I mean, it's hard to figure out what that right number is. Your $300,000 might be your, your neighbor's million, so it doesn't really matter. A lot of it's going to depend on what you need. So going back to that, it's hard to answer that question. It's going to be more depending on how much you're actually needing off that portfolio. Going back to that rule of 4% number, 300,000 times 4% is 12 grand. So that's going to generate you, comfortably generate you $12,000 in retirement invested a specific way. So if that's enough to help supplement your life, then you're there. If not, then we need to figure out how much more you need and, and actually show you how to get there. So that's half the battle, Ben, is figuring out you know how much we need and, and you know if we're behind and then kind of lets the client feel a little defeated. And then what we like to do is say, you know what, that's okay. You know, a lot of people are behind and we need to get to to double that. Here's how we have to do that. And here's what we have to invest in, or here's how we have to put away in order to get us to that number. And we're going to do everything in our power to help you get there, but you got to do it. You got to be the one that's you know willing to put, put money away and save and, and invest a specific way to get there. Yeah, you want to you want to talk to an advisor, Amber. Make sure you do have that right number picked out, and not just based off of what everybody else is doing and and what you think might be correct. You can get a get an exact answer and really figure out what be- is best for you and what you want to do in retirement. Trevor's our next question. He says, "Can you clarify whether I can start my Social Security benefit and still earn an income or not? I've heard different things, and I'm confused about what my options are." Yeah, this is a, a tough one, Trevor. So. It's going to depend. That's, again, my favorite answer. It depends. Um, when it comes to Social Security, that's all I, I always give that answer, Ben. It, it depends. So it depends, Trevor, if you are full retirement age or not. So if you're not full retirement age, so let's say it's your full retirement age is 66. If you're under that, say you're 62 or 63, you can only earn 
$18,240 in 2020. So that breaks down to about fifteen twenty a month. So if you can earn $18,240 for the year and be under full retirement age, for every $2 you earn over that, Social Security is going to withhold or suspend $1 of your payment next year. So again, for every two for one reduction, every $2 over that, $1 is going to be withheld from your paycheck next year. So if you're over full retirement age, you can earn whatever you want. So it does not matter. You can make you know $500,000 a year. It does not matter how much money you earn while collecting Social Security. If you're under, it does. If you're over, it does not. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, that's great information. I think I just learned something new for sure. Uh, <laughs> but you can always get Ben's uh, guide on maximizing your Social Security benefits online. And, and he also does an in-depth Social Security analysis for you. So you can get answers for that. But hopefully that Trevor, at least, kind of gives you a pretty good idea. Uh, let's go. One more. Uh, this question comes in from Billy. He says, I just inherited a large, very large sum of money from my dad that I wasn't expecting at all. I thought I might get 50000 but it's more like 10 times that. I've been diligently saving for my own retirement, not counting on anything like this. So I don't know what to do with it. What's the most responsible way to handle it? Yeah, it's a, a really good question because it, it's something obviously you didn't expect to be in your plan. And that's something that we tell all of our clients that are due inheritance or, you know, it's a question we ask. Every plan that we build, we we kind of leave it out. We know about it, but we leave it off the plan because you never want to count on that or you never want to bank on that. So in your situation, Billy, you know, you're getting $500,000. That's, you know, a great legacy that your dad had left you. So looking at it as that, as such, is something that's a bonus to you or it's extra money to you. How can we put this thing to work for you? So we might go look at your debt situation, see where we might be able to knock off some debt if you have any. If not, then we start looking at what's important to you. If we need to invest in a specific way, being after tax, we want to definitely invest in a specific way. Uh, I think, uh, I'm guessing it's after tax, it would be insurance money. So again, I guess I don't want to assume anything here, but it's all going to depend on that situation. So being responsible uh, on handling this money would be ultimately what you want to do with it. So obviously, we don't want to go out and, and buy a new car, or buy a new house. I mean, we could help with that as well as the other financial advisors out there can help you find out the best way to invest that money for your future. And whether it's paying down debt or saving or helping kids go to college, we can find a number of different ways to earmark that for future purposes. Yeah. So make sure you check out your options, Billy, and, and not try to make a big decision because that's, that's it's life-changing money. I mean, especially being that significant, that's such a large amount of money and uh, it can really change your life and your family's life if you can use it correctly. So a uh, great time to sit down with an advisor and uh, make sure you're doing that appropriately. Well, let's go ahead and close out the mailback on that note, Ben. Uh, appreciate everybody's questions. Again, if you ever have anything on your mind about financial planning, retirement planning, whatever it is, you can always reach out to Ben directly, 330 473 1060, or you can find him online at bashrock-fg.com, along with his new webinar, Keep Calm and Retire On. It's their free, free access, and uh, you get the link sent right to you, so you can watch it whenever you want to, much like this podcast, which you can go back and listen to this one, plus any of our shows online at bashrock-fg.com. So that'll do it for us, Ben, middle of summer and uh, rolling right along. I appreciate all the questions. Hope to have another set of these next month, but make sure you tune into the next episode coming out in one week. Every single week we have one, hit subscribe and we'll do it all over again. Ben, thanks for the time today, man. I hope you stay safe and uh, take care. Yeah, same to you, Ben.
Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through BA Schrock Wealth Management Inc. and AE Wealth Management LLC. BA Schrock Wealth Management and AE Wealth Management are not affiliated companies. BA Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. BA Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. It is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation.